Now, I've just got this scripture on my heart during the service, really. And it fits in anyway. And it's 2 Kings 18.31. I've got the King James, by the way, so... But whatever, I'll interpret as we go. Hearken <laughs> not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, and then eat you every man of his own vine, and every one of his fig tree, and drink ye every one the waters of his cistern, or pit I've got in the, in the margin there, but, um, you know, when we, when we become a Christian, our cisterns, if you like, our hearts, they aren't very clean. I mean, all right, Jesus' blood cleanses us and all that. But we come with garbage. We come with baggage. And um, the only way you're going to do, change this here is by putting good stuff in. You know, and hopefully I'm going to encourage you a bit today and see how we're going to, see how we're going to do that. And um, I've sort of got this, this picture in a way that... Can you, can you remember that tanker when, when Covid hit and there was that big tanker stuck in the Suez Canal? It was massive, wasn't it? That massive tanker that, and it was got all them containers on it. Thousands of them. And uh, some of us, when we come to the Lord, we're a bit like that. We've got so much garbage in our lives, so much baggage... And then, and then, you, then you look at others, and you, you see these other little dainty Christians, and they're like in a little dinghy, and they got one bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they sail along, and and that thing was stuck. It wasn't going anywhere, was it? And they had to take a load of the baggage off before they got it moving, and and stuff like that. But it can get, it can get to you sometimes. I've been there because you become a Christian, and you, you look around, and you see all these spiritual people. Well, until you get to know them anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, but, it, but it's there, but we come with this stuff. And uh, yeah, God's good, and, and he'll take it if you give it to him. But we've got to make sure that we replace it. We've got to replace it. We've got to fill that system. We've got to fill a tag. We've got to fill a heart. And the only thing we're filling it with is the word of God. You know, when we get to know the truth... And this is truth. The word of God's the truth. When we get to know it, the more we get to know it, the more we get in our heart, the cleaner that tank becomes. And we could start to live. You know, because, I don't know. I, for, for me, I'm ne I never measure up to what I believe. Never measure up. You know, the old, I mean, good scripture really, the old man's dead, isn't it? You know, you hear that? The old man's dead. Well, I've been on a journey for the past how many years and, and confessing this. The old man's dead. It's no longer I that live. The old man's dead. It's no longer I that live. I'm not in any notes here. The old man's dead. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. How do you know it's the old man when you're getting these thoughts? Because the old man, he wants to sin. He wants to do that thing that's pleasurable. He wants to go and get hammered. He wants to go off with somebody you shouldn't be. That's the old man. That's the old man, that nature. And he wants to drag you down. Maybe you get depressed. 
Maybe that's something you're suffering from. Study joy. Get, get all those joy scriptures and learn them. Memorise them. You have to memorise the scripture. I am a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things. I've been quoting this stuff for years. And I still seem to bump into every hurdle on the way. You know, there's a hurdle there. I don't jump over it. I don't trip over it. To crash into it, I do. I'm one of them. It's like, bang, oh, here we go again. But you don't stay on the floor, do you? You get up. You get up and you keep going. I'll get them your notes in a minute. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I have I've been studying this faith thing for a while now. Mainly after a bit of a tragedy in the family, to be honest. I thought, I need to know more about faith. I need to know more about faith. So Hebrews 11.6. Well-known scripture. Let's have a look. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please him. So it's pretty important, isn't it, faith? It's pretty important if you can't please him without it. He that comes to God must believe that he is. So that's the first step, isn't it? If, if you... If you don't know the Lord as your saviour, it starts with believing that he actually does exist. I wonder, once you've made that decision, you can give your life to him. That's the first step. And it's a journey then, that's the first step of many steps. Christianity isn't a step, it's a walk. Praise God. And there is, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you want to seek the Lord, it isn't just about going to church. It isn't just about worship. It's about getting in the word in your own time. Because that's when the Lord's watching. When nobody else is. That's your time with him. Get in the word and get the word in you. I always recommend memorising scripture. Because I need it. I came, out, I came to the Lord after a mental breakdown. It was a spiritual breakdown, really. What they call it a mental breakdown. And I was in a mess. I was in an absolute mess. Most people, they seemed to come to the Lord and they were all, hey, I've got all this joy. I only got any. I was in a right mess, I was. And I was drinking, I was still drinking. That was my me, me biggest problem was the booze. And I kept drinking for a lot of years. I'm still going to church. One of the reasons I didn't really want to stop, be honest about it. But you know, as you keep going on with God and keep getting that word in you and keep getting in the word, you will change. I've slipped a few times, I've got off it, slipped, got off it, but, but you get up. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter, don't care how often you fall. Keep going. Keep going. Don't let anything stop you. The devil wants to stop you. He does not want you going on with God. He wants you defeated, depressed, down, thinking you can never do it. That's a lie. You, well, in some ways it might be true because God's going to do it. His word's going to do it. His word will change you. It will equip you. It will strengthen you. It will deliver you. It will set you free. Amen. Free for what? So you can do what? No, you're not free so you can do what you want. You're free so you can go and serve God and change the world. 
Praise God. I'll get on me. I'm nearly on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But praise the Lord. See, the word is full of every answer you will ever need. It's in here. You'll find the answer in here. And that old man, I've struggled with the old man. But I've had to get up, you know. I am a new creature in Christ, created in the image of God, made after his likeness. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror in all things through Christ who loves me, who always causes me to triumph. You know, you, you build these things. You build them up and you've got to build them up and get them in and get them in. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Where should we go? Some of the things the old man... I'll put a couple of things down here. Whether How do you recognise the old man? Obviously, ones as, as the ones we've already mentioned. Money. Money can be, can, could be a, an old man thing, you know. Some people are just after money. They don't want God, they just want money. Or I put down here, I put likes. How many likes have you got? That's a modern thing, isn't it? Oh, well, you've got 27 likes, I have. You've got 640. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Stuff the likes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but it, but it, <laughs> that just made me laugh that. <laughs> I'll get over it in a minute. <laughs> I don't know where I am now. <laughs> where are we going? Romans, I'm after it, that's it. We'll go to Romans 12. I can't even find it. <laughs> well, I'm laughing anyway. <sighs> So how do we change? How do we change? Well, you keep repenting for a start. I don't care how many times you repent. You just keep, keep doing it if need be. Just keep doing it. And then Romans 12, which we know 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, by the way. Nothing, nothing outstanding, that's just expected. Man alive, I'll take some living up to. Especially if you're just, just on your journey. Well, you set yourself as a living sacrifice. What's that about? It's all about being willing to die to self. It's about willing to die to those things that your flesh wants to go off and do. Even if you do go off and do those things you do, you're going to get up, repent, and, and get back on track again. However many times it takes, God will never leave you if you keep getting up. The only way you're going to stop is if you decide to. Just keep going. Be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do you renew your mind? You get the word in you. Get your word. You've got to get the word in your heart. Get it in your heart. It starts up here. You get it in here first and it goes in. And believe it or not, it will clean stuff up. And rubbish, sometimes the rubbish comes out. As you put in the good end, the bad comes out. It's like filling a bucket and all the crap comes out. Can I say that? <laughs> 
But it's true. <laughs> but it does. And sometimes you need help. You're going to need a bit of help to get rid of that crap. I've said it twice now. You need help sometimes, somebody to get alongside you, to pray with you, to stand with you, to kick it out, or whatever it takes. You need it. I've needed it loads, I tell you. <laughs> well, keep putting the word in. Ah, so, the word of God. How important is, is, is the word you speak? How, how important... Well, words are really powerful. We underestimate words. When, when you go back to Genesis right at the beginning, you know, when there was nothing, everywhere was dark and da 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 da. God said, let there be light, and there was light. But God spoke it before it happened. He didn't spoke it when he saw it, he spoke it and then it was. So, words are what change things. Our words can change our future. We are prophets of our own life. You've you've heard these things, but how do you get that sort of thing? How do you get it? How do you get that faith, that that strength? How do you get it? Well, we'll have a look at Genesis 12. And we'll have a look at what God did with Abraham. Because this is a cracking example, this is what God did with Abraham. The father of faith, I believe he's called, is he not? He wasn't always the father of faith, you know. Where are we going to start? Genesis 12, 1 to 4. This is when Abraham was Abram. He hadn't become Abraham yet. And the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of this country from thy kindred, from thy father's house. Unto a land that I will show you, and I'll make you a great nation. And I'll bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And verse 4, which I don't think is up. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old. When he departed out of Haran. So he's 75 there. God says he's going to make him super, a super, super blessing. Now, Abraham, interestingly enough, just means exalted father. So that's important that we know what his, his name is exalted father. And then if we just flirt over to chapter 15. 1 to 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of the house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me you have given no seed. Lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell me the stars if you're able to number them. And then he said, So shall your seed be. I mean, he was 75, this guy was, and he he says you're going to have... As the numbers of the stars in the sky, so shall your seed be. 
Anyway, and he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now, if we just flip back to verse 2. Abraham had said to God, he said, what are you going to give me seeing I go childless? He couldn't see himself with any kids. He saw himself with no kids. It's what he was, you know, you said, didn't you, we walk by faith, not by sight. But he was walking by sight at this point, And God took him and gave him a vision. We've got him here, haven't we, in this room. All the stars. Look up, what can you see? So shall, you know, that's what you're going to be like. Father of many nations. So he gave him a vision. He gave him something to focus on. And then he didn't finish there because we go to verse 17, 4 to 6. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. A father of many nations. Neither shall your name any more be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations, I have made you. That's really important now. So God changed his name from exalted father to Abraham, which means father of many nations or father of a great multitude. So every time he heard his name, he's hearing father of a great multitude, father of many nations. He changed his name in order to get him believing. At this point, before he had Isaac, he'd waited 24 years. He was 75, and then when he was 99, that's when God changed his name. 24 years, and he, and he, he was getting nowhere. God thought, what am I going to do with this bloke? I'll change his name. So every time somebody says, Abraham, father of many nations, he will have been hearing it and hearing it. Twelve months later, he got a child because his confession changed. What he was saying changed. What he was hearing changed. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to hear the word of God. It's better if you speak it out. I like to read the word out loud. When Poppy isn't in the room and telling me off. So, <laughs> but it's there, you know. Faith comes, you've got to get hearing the word. If you're not hearing somebody else speak it, speak it yourself. It's better, really, if you can speak it yourself and keep saying those things that you need for your situation. You've got to keep saying it. Faith comes by hearing him. Oh, yeah, but I fell again. It doesn't matter. Faith's coming. Didn't say faith's arrived, faith's coming. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. It's really important that, even if you think you haven't got there and you can't see it yet, faith's on its way. It's on its way. Faith to believe that word, faith to walk out that word is on its way because it's God's promises are a yes and amen. The yes and amen, that faith to fulfill whatever that word is, will come if you keep saying it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise the Lord. So how does the devil work? The devil doesn't want you believing the word. You can only tell if it's him because it doesn't line up with the word of God. He's a liar. If he says you're not going to make it, you are.
Praise the Lord. <laughs> the power of words. Let's just have a quick look. Quick look at Mark 11. How am I doing? All right. Praise the Lord. Whew. Mark 11. 23 to 26. Well-known passage. Starts off, have faith in God. Have faith in God. For verily or truly I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you shall receive and you shall have. And then it talks about forgiving. If you've got anything against anybody, forgive them, so your God will forgive you as well. Lots about saying in that particular passage. It only tells us to believe once, but keeps saying three times it talks about speaking the word of God. And it says, don't doubt in your heart. You know, you can have... No doubt in your heart, but lots of doubts up here. But if you've got no doubt in your heart, wow, you can deal with what's up here. When I first got hold of that, I was praying about something in particular. And I started, and it was about my family actually, I started, I started to say, I believe I receive my family restored. Because there was lots going on, they were all over the place. And we're still being restored today. But I believe, in my heart, I believe I received my family restored. And I started saying that, and we've been restored. Because I believe in here. And, you know, know, I can see this going on, and that's going on, and they've just told me this is going on. And in here, I believe I receive my family restored. Get the word in your heart. And you can deal with up here. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that results itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. Interestingly enough, if we just back up a bit before, still on Mark 11, Jesus was hungry. And he went to the fig tree, didn't he? To get something to eat. And there weren't any on it. And Jesus said, it's a really funny thing to this fig tree. No man eat fruit of you anymore. And he thought, well, why, why did he do that? He cursed the fig tree. Why did he do that? And they went back the next day and it had dried up and withered a day later. This, and, the, and you can imagine the disciples, can't you? Whoa, look at that. Well, that's, that's, Jesus did that, I believe, to show the power of your words. It's just as easy to curse something with your negative stuff as it is to bless it with your positive stuff. It's why we need to get in line with the word of God and put our mouths in line with the word of God. Put the word of God in your heart and let it come out of your system, out of your heart, that word, that pure word, God's word. Praise the Lord. I mean, you know, the power of words there. I'm going to finish with with James 3. We'll finish with James 3. Because that's where I'm going to finish. (laughs) 
where am I going to go? I'll go from verse 3 here. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about by a very small helm, wherever the governor wants it go. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasts great things. But how great a matter a little fire kindles. And it starts on a bit more about the tongue. But I'm back, I'm back now to that whopping big tanker at the beginning. Some, some people are there. That, that tongue, in this case, is your ruddy. So I'm going along in my dinghy. And you, you turn it. And you, oh, you're up around down here now, aren't we? Oh, turn it again. Oh, yeah, that's it. Easy peasy, this is. in my little dinghy. When you're in a whopping big tanker that's got thousands of containers of junk on top... You turn that rod, rudder, sorry, you turn that ruddy, and can you tell, does that ship suddenly, no it doesn't, it carries on ploughing straight on, just as fast as it was before. That rudder's turned, but if you keep that rudder turned, if you keep that rudder in line with the word of God, if you keep that rudder positive, that ship, if it takes miles, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take, but it eventually it will turn. And it will turn round and go in the other way. Yes, doesn't matter how long it takes. Keep hold of that ruddy. Keep hold of that word of God that you're standing on. It will come to pass. It will. You will not fail if you stand on the word of God. Just keep going. Amen. I've done.